Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Talk Radio Countdown Show with Doug Steffen, counting down what America's talking about. The Talk Radio Countdown. So a good time will be had by all, Michael. <laughs> Michael Harrison is here. This is the official Talk Radio Countdown Show, as opposed to all those fakers who are doing a phony baloney job at going through the issues of the week. Uh, except no substitutes. This is the real thing with the real McCoy. And uh, Mr. McCoy is played by uh, Mr. Harrison, Michael Harrison, editor and publisher, Talkers Magazine. I'm Doug Steffen here to uh, work around uh, the issues that Michael uh, feels are important for us to uh, ex- extrapolate a little bit more info on. There are a lot of, a uh, uh, couple of new things this week and different angles on things. So, Michael, shall we start with our discussion by going through the stories, uh, the charts for this week, the week of May 16th to the 20th? Yeah, let's do it. At number 10, there were actually UFO hearings uh, (laughs) in Washington this week. At at number 9, we have sports, the uh, NBA and NHL playoffs. And uh, the women in uh, U.S. soccer finally have achieved equal pay. That's been a controversy that's been brewing for a number of years. At number 8, Elon Musk and Twitter along with a whole bunch of other social media issues. But uh, that story just grinds on. It's about a month old now or two months old. I'm not sure. It's starting to, it's starting to get boring. <laughs> Roe v. Mm-hmm. Wade at number seven. Uh, number six, crime and violence tied with immigration. And number five, the Buffalo shooting, the tragedy in Buffalo. And that's um, tied with a concept called great replacement theory. And uh, at number four, COVID-19. Number three, the Russia-Ukraine war and foreign affairs. Number two, the economy. And a major part of that is the baby formula crisis that has reached the level of number two. And it would have been number one if it weren't for the fact that we had primaries this week and partisan politics is at number one. On the People's Survey, we have uh, the new press secretary, uh, Karine Jean-Pierre, or Jean-Pierre. Elon Musk is nine. Samuel Alito is eight. Uh, Peyton uh, Gendron, tied with Tucker Carlson at number seven. It's surrounding the Buffalo shooting and um, the... Uh, the great replacement theory issue. Vladimir Putin is at six. Uh, Jerome Powell's at five. Madison Cawthorn at four. Dr. Mehmet Oz and David McCormick at number three. The Pennsylvania primary got a lot of interest and it still isn't settled. Uh, Donald Trump is at two and Joe Biden is at number one. Another, another week full of tumult and trouble, turmoil and controversy. 
all those fun things <laughs> that we yeah. love to uh, talk about. Well, there are, uh, as you said, some things. This mass shooter in uh, Buffalo, uh, 18-year-old kid, how have, when you've listened around and looked around, handling this is becoming these things. Uh, it's like this every weekend in Chicago. Nobody seems to pay any attention to it. When it happens in a place like Buffalo, uh, the story about the fellow who did all of this and the questions, which are the same questions that we ask over and over and over again. So why even talk about it if there don't usually, uh, do you think that the object, uh, well, the object for people uh, to talk about things on the radio is get people to listen to the radio, get ratings and sell advertising. But in terms of what comes out of these conversations, how does the audience feel with regard to the same storyline being discussed by folks over and over again? There's no new, there's nothing new here. It's all the same young white kid, angry, shouldn't have had a gun, and so on it goes. Well, this is what's happening, and um, uh, your question's kind of convoluted. Are you saying, no, I, why I, do people I, listen to it? Why do I, th I think this whole about business it? about violence is convoluted, Michael. The fact uh -huh. that there is so much of it, and it's so easy, apparently, for people, even if they're on the authorities, if they're on their watch list or on their radar, they still can pull this stuff off with seeming ease. Well, it's easy. I mean, that, that comes from uh, living in a country that has uh, certain freedoms. <laughs> the, more, <laughs> the more you want to regulate potential crime and violence, the more you have to have police and laws and surveillance and, uh, and all kinds of uh, curfews and uh, point checks and you know, that's why people have police states. That's why uh, people give up their freedom for security. Mm -hmm. In a country where people don't trust each other, it's very easy for authoritarians to take over. Do we trust um, each other here? Well, not as much as we should. Not, not, not as much as we would if we lived in a perfect world. I mean, some of the distrust we have for each other is is well founded, don't you think? I mean, I do. Yes. Do you leave your doors unlocked at night because it's the right thing to believe in your fellow man? I mean, come well, on. So, but but as far as I live as, in an area it, it, where it doesn't, I don't lock my doors at night. <laughs> well, let, let everybody know. I mean, I think that's uh, smart. Tell me, why don't you give me your address too while you're at it? Really? But the, the, uh, leave the, the keys is, in the car. Yeah. Right. I mean, you know, heck, um, Mabel, you know, you you you're a trusting soul. I mean, you believe in your fellow human um but that's what it comes down to it i just don't believe they can find their way to my house maybe that's it <laughs> uh, yeah, no, you said they're all red-faced probably go what did i say yeah um, no it's not, it's not, um, i don't go ahead no, i think i think i think we live in a dangerous world and frankly i think uh, human beings are dangerous animals and i think that we're complicated and i think that it's always been that way but mm -hmm. in, in terms of your question of why do we talk about the same thing over and over why do we play the same music over and over why do we watch the same movies why are some shows on for 20 years comfortable why do we keep I mean, it, it's it's the it's the way things things go. But these are reality. These are things of reality. I mean, I, are you suggesting that um, some white kid shooting up uh, ten people in a in a supermarket in Buffalo is not worthy of being talked about? Is that what you're no, saying? No, I'm suggesting that the it is not anything that we seem to be doing. We're we're not we're reacting to it. We're not acting to do something about it. When you and, say we, do you mean talk radio, or do you mean no, police, well, or do you mean to, government? I, I know better than to expect a solution out of talk radio, so maybe it's just the world in general. Uh, there's just so much 
I I think I told the story on the air last week. I was at the emergency room for a procedure a week ago Sunday, and it was the most awful experience I've had in a long time. I looked at those human beings that were in there and wondered what in the name of God is happening to our country and to the world when these are people like subhumans. And is that judgmental? Well, if you watch the way this one woman I'm thinking about treated her child and the child in turn what he did to get away from his mother uh, and how the rest of the people who were just sitting there waiting to see a doctor got accosted by this kid and the mother just sat there and laughed. I'm thinking of it's like she was a like she had we're we're breeding subhumans. That's what it looks mm-hmm. like to me, and there's way too much of it. People who would rather, you know, you look at the story on the economy this week, which is number two, the number of people, the job, uh, the number of jobless claims went up this week. Well, in what reality does that make any sense? Given the fact that every place you go in your town and my town and everybody who's listening's town, they help wanted signs on every business in town. So how is it now we're going back to collecting and the government is making it easy for people not to work again? All right. that- well, now, now, well, now, basically, what you're saying is, I'm getting the impression you're not so uh, enamored with your fellow human. <laughs> I mean, that's, well, that's some that, I am. Maybe, I guess maybe some I'm not. Maybe you should keep your doors locked because that woman's kid <laughs> might find out where you live and come and uh, terrorize you. Yeah. How old yeah. was this kid? Seven years old. Seven years old. And did anybody say anything to her like, "Hey, take control of your kid, jerk"? I didn't say it that way, but the kid came over and kicked me in the shins. And I said to the mother, "How? what is the story with your son? And she just right. looked at me. Say a thing. The kid went up. He went to the next person sitting in the chair in the lobby and kicked him in the shins. Uh, do, you believe, do you believe in the old adage, spare the rod, spoil the child? I'm not sure that I believe in that adage, but I don't. And I'm not sure that corporal punishment ever does any real good how, how about how about you're short of corporal punishment because we all agree that you know hitting a kid is not a good idea but holding kids responsible yes absolutely you have to like we're held accountable for our actions children need to learn that they're held accountable by being held accountable there this is your job agree. this is you, agree. your job is to do well in school not to sit home and play on a computer play games spend a lot of time with your iPhone, talking to your friends. That's not your job. Your job is to prepare yourself to be an adult and to do well in school. That's your job. Uh, and to help around the house because they, they, the children of the world, need to learn responsibility. And so many parents don't have their children do that now because, oh, I don't want Johnny to have to work too hard. Really, how do you teach him the value of work then if you don't, if he doesn't uh, or she doesn't understand what there is, what, what's the impact of having a job or not having a job? What you can yeah, do. Well, anyway, I'm off right. on it too. Well, so, no, yeah. no, I, I agree with you. Some parents, some parents um, are in the business of wanting to be friends or uh-uh. liked by their kids. Yeah. And they don't have the fortitude to have their kids be angry at them and dislike them. <clears> they, <throat> they, it, it's too much work to discipline them. That's on one level. But the other level is they just... They figure that their children will grow up and reward them with good behavior and appreciation 
Mm-hmm. If they are kind and gentle and supportive and go along with everything the kid wants, that somehow the kid will turn around and say, wow, I was raised by such loving parents. I'm going to be a good person and I'm going to take care of my parents when they get old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't work that way in nope. most cases. In no, most cases, you have to teach your children that there are rewards and consequences to everything. Yep, it's the, yeah, there yeah, are. That's what it comes down yeah. to. It is, and and yet that isn't being taught because people no, think they not. get something for nothing. Thus, the employment rate, unemployment rate, goes up because people find it easier to collect than they do to drive to work. It's eighteen past the hour. We're counting down what America's talking about. The Talk Radio Countdown Show continues. 23 after the hour now. Doug Steffen here with Michael Harrison, the editor and publisher of Talkers Magazine, with our weekly Talk Radio Countdown Show, discussion of the stories and other ancillary things that are apparently very important to discuss on some of your favorite news talk radio stations. We take license a bit. We've given you the list, the stories. We pick some of the things out of that list to talk about. I thought it was interesting this week, Michael that the Ukrainians said that they can take out the Russian ships. I thought that was really kind of a, I, I saw that and I thought, okay. And then, I, me in between the lines, you know, Boeing has had its problems. Uh, Boeing and its commercial airline division uh, have had their problems with 737, the 787, and they're just now getting back to getting a lot of orders. But because the military part of their business is becoming bigger than the commercial airliner business. They've moved their headquarters to Washington. And this week, I thought it was interesting, the first thing that came out of the White House's mouth was that they had uh, moved some Boeing-made harpoon missiles into the Ukrainian uh, arsenal so they could use that. They made, but they didn't just say a missile. They said a Boeing-made missile, uh, as if to highlight the fact that Boeing is an important company. Well, it is an important company, uh, but well, know, it's sort of military. like branding. It's like it's like having your name on the sneakers of an NFL player. You know, you get to have your name on a missile. Yeah, you know, it, uh, <laughs> it's like it's like NASCAR. <laughs> That's an interesting way of looking at it. Yeah. Well, listen. So are they going to sink the ships? All I can think of. Well, the they are song? sinking. They are sinking the ships. I, I yeah. mean, you know what, what Russia has learned is that uh, there is an inconvenience to declaring war on another nation. And that they're sending their they're sending their young soldiers into harm's way. They're dying. Thousands of Russian youth are dead. They're they're losing tanks. They're losing ships, and they're losing their mystique. Now they'll probably win this war eventually, but who the Russians? Huge, eventually, if they stuck it out, that. they're going to eventually wear Ukraine down. Um, eventually, but that eventually is the key to the whole thing. How much stomach do the Russians have, both their government and its people, to put up with all of this this bloodshed, this catastrophe, uh, for the sake of what? Didn't we face that in Vietnam? Uh, Yep. They faced it in the Taliban with the Afghanistan. Yep. Right. Rambo wiped out half of the Russian army (laughs) in one day. It was an amazing uh, thing to witness. That's true. It was. Yes, right. Uh, so uh, there is conversation going on with the Russian chief generals. Apparently, somebody in the Pentagon was able to talk to somebody uh, in the Russian equivalent to the Pentagon 
to find out, to get to um, the mutual interest. The discussion was, and I thought was pretty interesting, uh, that an American general spoke to a Russian general about what's going on in Ukraine and what can be done, because the other leaders, and nobody else talking about that, and nobody in our government is talking. You wonder, was that something the president said, hey, call this guy up and see what you can learn and see what's going on. But it's the first time they have spoken. Apparently, they're friends or friendly. First time they've spoken since the invasion. Spoke by telephone uh, this week. Uh, and they went on for an hour or so. They agreed to keep the lines of communication open. So what does that tell you really about what's going on here? Do we really, you know, it just that seems kind of strange to me. Although Putin hasn't talked to to um, uh, Biden, and Biden says he doesn't want to talk to Putin. But in the meantime, yeah, it looks like there's a bit of a chess game going on here to me. What do you think? Oh, total chess game. Absolutely. But now none of us really know what's going on. And I sometimes think that the people in power don't know what's going on. The world is a large, messy place. I mean, there's so many, so many elements to it. How the heck, you know, how the heck could Biden sitting there at his desk in the Oval Office really have a grasp of what the hell's going on in, in Ukraine or in these battles or in, in the Kremlin? Yeah, I think you're right about that. All right. We continue another half hour of the talk radio countdown show coming up. It's 28 after the hour. Easygoing white guys, that's Michael and Doug. This is the uh, Talk Radio Countdown Show. Michael Harrison and Doug Steffen. Michael is the editor and publisher of the fabulous Talkers magazine, which is the Bible of the talk radio industry. Each week it's chock full of information. I know Michael always says, well, we don't really do it. It's for the trades. It's not for the public. But you can always go there to Talkers.com and uh, check out what's going on, the news perhaps of your favorite hosts, Information about what's going on behind the scenes, it's all there in Talkers at Talkers.com. Yep. So, yes. So, <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, you're right. It's behind the scenes. I, you mm -hmm. know, a lot of people, it's not, it's not a fan magazine. But then again, no. people, I, I find more and more with the information age and the, the digital era and interactive media that um, fans of, of sports and of radio and of movies and television have... A, a great interest in what goes on behind the scenes and have a great influence over yeah. what goes on behind the scenes that it, especially in television in in um uh dramas and comedies and yeah. uh, ongoing series the fans are dictating to the producers the directors and the writers what they want and um they're loud and they've got chat rooms and they've got youtube videos and they've got their own you know grassroots criticism going on and they are influencing hollywood it's amazing you know it's very interesting it's like you were psychic uh, the whole business of of watching television shows i have three or four favorite shows and it's the end of the season and so the announcements being made to uh, uh everybody who's a fan of a particular show uh, what's being renewed and what's being canceled 
And so I found myself last night when I should have been going to bed, reading the whole story of Blue Bloods, the history of the show. I just saw it. It was clickbait. And I went through all of the stars and the storylines and things that were happening behind the scenes. And I found it fascinating. And it was something that I wanted to know more about because I like all the characters and I want to know more about them. One of the reasons that I watched the Wahlburgers is because I like Donnie Wahlberg on on, uh, Blue Bloods. And I don't know anything about his singing. I know he's a big pop star, but it's it's kind of interesting. It is. And you like to think that you know these people even though you don't. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, that's well, that's all part. That's all part of celebrity, but it's also part of character development. One of the reasons that people watch sh- shows like Law and Order that has been on for twenty one seasons and has about five offshoots, or yep. Star Trek, uh, or or a number of shows that have gone for years. The FBI shows, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 and yep. right is because the, the 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 viewers develop a relationship with the characters and actually feel. When they're watching these shows, that they're spending time with friends. Yeah, there's a there's a companionship element to it mm-hmm. that's remarkable. It's remarkable. It really is. You know, it's interesting you say that because whenever there's a major change, for example, NCIS came out of JAG. Remember that show? Sure. And from JAG, that was the NCIS brand was born, and Harmon uh, took the role. Don Johnson had been offered at first, and he didn't take it. Uh, and then they went, I think they went to two or three other people before they came to Mark Harmon. And then yeah. Mark Harmon became the symbol of the show. What a break and, for him. Hey, right. And it became the number one show. And he became the number one highest paid guy on TV and right. so forth and so on. So when CSI came back, when CBS wanted to bring CSI and the two major stars back and agreed to pay them $2 million an episode apiece wow. to get wow. them back. Harmon said, okay, you're going to pay them $2 million? You're going to pay me $2 million. And CBS said, no, we can't do that. Uh, and Harmon says, well, if you don't think that it's worth it to have me in the show, then I'm walking. And they thought he was bluffing, and he wasn't. <laughs> he just mm-hmm. took a hike. So now the show is off in the first season. It was like off 12%. Now it's down like 20%. Because, as you just said, the show was built around him and his character yeah people can like him yeah I, I i you know i i once mentioned something to you you probably forgot but you know mark Harmon's an interesting character i once played basketball with him many 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 years ago the rock the rockers versus the actors for a charity at beverly hills high school and he was on the opposite the actors really? i was on the rockers yeah and he's really a, a a very nice guy it was a lot of fun but yeah the first time i saw your picture which was in uh, 1990 when I first became familiar with you 32 years ago when we launched Talkers, I thought you looked like him. And, and you Harman. still do. Yeah. yeah, you and Harmon have a, Have you ever been told that by anybody but me? That, that, I've been that, told the two that I look, like, look alike? I was told I look like Robert uh, Conrad more than A little I bit was, too. You know, yeah. A, a cross between Conrad and Harmon. It's funny. You missed your calling. You should have been an actor. Well. Now you're too old and ugly. But back then. <laughs> no, <I'm> kidding. <laughs> I was asked to do a. You could play a, a judge on Law and Order. You could play. I could a, do know. that. Yeah, I was asked to Go do a. a uh, I was asked by the Goodson Todman people. I was asked if I was interested in being a game show host once. So when I was, you know, probably I don't know what we. What's the height of anybody's career? When is that? You but could do that. You. you I was going. Well, I, but listen to this. I didn't do it because it would interfere with me being on my farm in the summertime. 
So I didn't do it. It was that. It was the dumbest, probably. <laughs> decision well, I, I mean, ever made but uh, i mean people isn't... listening to this broadcast may not realize that the, all this talk about your farm is real that mm -hmm. you have a remarkable history of having um uh run a a, a, a really successful radio career and you're a right. farmer matter of fact there's one of your cows calling right. in right exactly now. right now 8 40 is east coast time 7 40 in the well we don't have to do time it's 40 <laughs> past the hour stand by for more all right, 44 half the hour. This is the Talk Radio Countdown Show. Doug Steffen with Michael Harrison. We talk about the issues. We talk about the personalities. There's a fellow that I like a whole lot, and now I'm completely blanking on his name, who does mornings in Baltimore, uh, who's been on a lot of panels at Talkers Magazines, Magazine, and he was in the hospital this week. And oh, I, Larry Young. Larry Young. Larry what a Young. Wonder, I want him to be my leg. grandfather. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah, he had diabetes, I guess, didn't he, or something? Diabetes, and then he got an infection in his toe and lost part of his mm -hmm. leg. He's in his seventies. Twenty-five years morning host on uh, the African American Community Station, WOLB. He's mm -hmm. um, he goes on the air every morning, and then he spends the rest of his day helping people in the community, just yeah. helping people. He Good, he's a desk. wonderful guy. Yeah, yeah, he, he's guy. a total wonderful man. He's getting um, the uh, the Lifetime Achievement Award at our convention in June. Oh, good. Yeah. And, um, you know, good. we just all, we, we like him a lot. Yep. Number seven on the issues list this week is Roe v. Wade. I find it interesting looking around at all of the, the back and forth, the questions that have come up. Could states stop abortions on Native American lands? There, this is back to what I was saying. There's so many angles to this, the political angle, the personalities on the Supreme Court. Uh, the business about what happens state by state, is it home rule, and now we're down to the nuance of whether or not some states there, for example, in Oklahoma, uh, the governor there hinted uh, at retribution uh, to the, uh, do we call them indigenous peoples, I guess, uh, if abortions are performed mm -hmm. on tribal lands, because, you know, a lot of people, if this thing gets done, People are going to get them done. They're going to find places to get them done. And so apparently in the past, uh, one of the places you could go uh, when it was illegal was to uh, the, the, the uh, tribal home of certain mm. groups uh, to get an abortion, a safe one. Mm. 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 So, wow. yeah. That's, I, I, I hadn't followed it that closely. That's fascinating. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, well, but then again, you know, there's a whole subject of interest, um, our relationship with indigenous peoples, with Native Americans, with reservations. Look at the gambling issue over the years, oh. the way uh, <laughs> the casinos and um, uh, it's just it's a complicated situation. This thing called the United States of America. It's an unwieldy. Does it major, work? Does it work? It works anymore? in some ways, but it takes a lot of work to make it work. Mm -hmm. It takes it takes constant uh, vigilance to make this enterprise known as the United States of America work. We we have you know terms like the will of the American people. The Amer well, What is this thing called the American people? Just by assuming there's Who such a they? thing, yeah. it, it, just assuming there's such a thing as the American people puts you on the wrong path. This is a diverse nation of it's a mosaic. They call divided it a melting nation. pot. Yeah. It's a well, and hasn't it been divided before? Do you think oh, yeah. the history, the history of the United States, has been, um, you know, a love fest? Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
I not, mean, not let's quite. look at look at you know, take off the ro- I don't mean you, but take off the rose-colored glasses and look at the history of the United States. Yeah. And this is this has been a struggle to make this experiment work. And in many ways, it's it, it's fails, and in other ways, we it's work succeeds. against ourselves. It's uh, yeah, way you know, too much. It, yeah, but this um, week it's still a, a great place to be. I'd rather yeah, oh, be absolutely. here than anywhere yeah, else. Uh, uh, me too. Uh, the MH interview, Michael Harrison's interview that he does every week. You can find it on Podcast One, mhinterview.com, also talkers.com. So who's in the spotlight this week? A, a radio insider, a, a fellow behind the scenes, a, a manager type of radio syndication. His name is Dennis Green. And people who love radio, back to what we were talking about before, inside the business, behind the scenes, they're going to love this. It's a real radio conversation. Right, about with real radio guys. This fellow's been around for a long time. Uh, he's also uh, on the Radio Hall of Fame committee. Yeah, he, yes, so he helps is. to decide who goes in to the Radio Hall of Fame. Yeah, interesting. He's, so it's he's a deep a, dive conversation about the past, present, and future of radio. Lots of uh, names people recall, talking about them, personality profiles, a little bit of uh, nostalgia, and um, a little bit of a discussion about uh, the sports world. We get into the whole thing of betting and how it's affecting the culture of sports radio, and uh, whether or not uh, gambling and betting, we mentioned the, you know, the reservations before, is betting uh, on sports a dangerous thing for young people who might be induced into becoming gambling addicts um and we've talked about that too it's it's a it's a really good conversation uh mhinterview.com i think people who would listen to the talk radio countdown show will also enjoy that interview yeah oh well i think that's the case with uh, most if not all of them that you do because they're aimed at attracting people who are into or understand the world of talk michael harrison yeah. from talkers magazine with our talk radio countdown show 10 before the hour Counting down what America's talking about. The Talk Radio Countdown Show continues. The Talk Radio Countdown. Here we go, back again on the Talk Radio Countdown Show at 53 past the hour. Time for our weekly visit from Stephen J.J. Wiseman, lawyer, college prof, uh, the leading expert in our country on scams. His website, scamicide.com. So we start with that and all the scams this week and this last week. There are a couple of different angles on the baby formula thing, which is number two on the uh, countdown list this week, Steve. Uh, First of all, uh, focusing on one company controlling a complete industry, how ugly that is, uh, the the legality of it, uh, whether or not the government's doing its job in, in allowing these sorts of things to happen, you know, that sort of thing. That's one angle. And then... Uh, from your uh, your scamicide spectrum here, the various formulas that are around that are not good, right? Yeah, you know there was a there was a comedian. I don't think it was Dennis Leary who once uh, said about Lou Gehrig's disease. How did he not see that coming? You know that it's sort of like uh, the the FDA when the FDA uh, said that uh, Abbott had to uh, recall uh, baby formula because of uh, serious defects in it. Uh, they knew at the time that they were doing that that this company uh, dominated, and the fact that they uh, didn't do anything further uh, in regard to uh, 
uh, having a supply available for people shows a, a tremendous lack of foresight. That and you know some of the uh, the regulations we have, which are to protect uh, American consumers and are good, but the fact is that uh, you know they they need to be revisited. You know, like you say, the dependence on these companies, uh, antitrust violations are rampant. But getting down to the the people that are looking for baby formula now. And this is a serious thing. And so they're trying to find it. They can't find it in the stores. They go online or they see a uh, an ad or they're contacted by social media. And it looks great. They're going to be able to get perhaps uh, Canadian uh, baby formula. And uh, this will be terrific. It's the answer to their, their needs. And they just say, all you need to do is uh, send us some money by Zelle and uh, you'll get it. So they send their money by Zelle and they get nothing. See you later. Scammers, yep. The scammers are setting it up. Zelle, which is set up by uh, about seven banks and used by hundreds and hundreds of uh, banks and credit union, you send your money on Zelle and it's gone. No one should ever use Zelle for a commercial enterprise. And the thing with the uh, the websites that look so good uh, as far as selling the baby formula, if you go to a, a website called whois.com, you can find out who actually owns the website. And when suddenly they that Canadian website that is uh, selling you baby formula at a great price, but wants you to pay for it by Zelle, and you find out that uh, it's owned by someone uh, in China or North yeah. Korea, yeah. Ah, you got to have a little second thoughts. Yep, exactly. Okay, uh, the elections, the primaries are taking place. I thought it was interesting this week in terms of conversation radio. I didn't hear any claims to fraud, uh, which has been a concern and a legitimate concern for various reasons. Some of us agree on some of the reasons, but uh, the fact that the election is so fraught with fraud, that didn't seem to come up this week. Are we getting things under control? No, we, we always had them under control. There was no fraud. And interestingly enough, um, the old fraudster himself, uh, you know, Donald Trump was saying that there was uh, election fraud because Dr. Oz didn't have a resounding win. Uh, I always liked it when Trump was stumping for Dr. Oz and saying, look at him on television. He does a great show. Therefore, he'll be a good senator. Uh, so that's like know, looking but, yeah. at the apprentice and saying Donald Trump would be a great president. <laughs> right. You know, yeah, I, I think it was. Uh, so one of the late night shows said uh, problems with the Supreme Court. And they said, gee, who would have thought if you had the, the guy that ran the apprentice appointing three justices to the Supreme Court? But you know something? An interesting decision last week, Judge Neil Gorsuch, who's considered, uh, you know, quite conservative and right wing, uh, joined with the uh, the liberal liberals on a case. And, you know, we're all too quick to damn some of these justices because maybe they don't uh, agree with us. And, you know, I, I may be critical of some of the justices on there, but they are they're eminent legal scholars and you may not like it, but they they know what doing i've got a sense uh my prediction is the roe v wade vote's not going to go the way the news media and lots of naysayers are predicting it's going to go in the final outcome so let's see if that's just wishful thinking on my part or that's reality well if it is i am entirely in your camp i think what's going to happen is uh roberts is going to uh, guide it so that they uh, approve the uh, the case that came up as the test, but narrowly so, and don't overturn Roe v. Wade. I am entirely with you 100% on yeah, that, Doug. I think that's the way it's going. All right, Stephen J.J. Wiseman here on the weekly Talk Radio Countdown Show. The Talk Radio Countdown. 
The Talk Radio Countdown Show is a production of Stefan Multimedia, produced by Bob K. Sound and Recording.